countless voices family how are you mkwaje mambo i hope you're sailing fine through your week i personally am doing okay in christ welcome to our first episode and uh, thank you for joining us on this journey of faith hope love and life it's always a pleasure to have you here so today's topic is rather personal to me part of a longer series that we are planning to have conversations on called scattered but not scattered this will be coming to you in the coming days but this one for today we are calling it beneath our masks and i hope you find it worth the listen so here is one interesting fact for you before the coronavirus hit the world that is sometimes sometime in 2019 most of us were already wearing masks publicly maybe just not the ordinary mask that is visible or that follows social distancing but masks from real life situations see Have you ever found yourself in situations where you had to fake a smile or pretend that you sort of are jovial when you're not? I saw this very interesting analogy somewhere online the other day. Think of that moment when the photographer asks you to smile for the camera and authentically. How does it feel? Stupid sometimes, right? Now, that is how any form of masking feels sometimes. Moments when you must play someone else yet deep within your someone different. In fact, according to Wikipedia in recent development studies, masking has evolved and is now defined as concealing one's emotion by portraying another emotion. It is mostly used to conceal a negative emotion. So we are talking sadness, frustration, anger, talk of all those negative emotions and substitute them with a positive emotion. So just to bring this closer home for us. As you may know, our past have a greater effect to our present than we ever could know. Deeds, events, and actions of the past limit us in whom to trust, how to trust, who to talk to, how to talk to them, what to need, when to need, who to love, and even how to love. The list can go on and on and on. Basically what I mean is we change our perception of things when they keep recirculating in our memory. over time when we lack these opportunities to share out the memories and the thoughts we have in our mind then we tend to develop new ways of handling our fears our pain our sorrow and our emotions generally are these ways always the best mm, personally i have enough reasons to doubt i love this one quote that says freedom is what you do with what's been done to you the question that follows my mind after reading it is uh, how much can i do I'm not a mental health coach and forgive me if I sound like one but the reason this topic feels closer home is because I personally have and still wear masks from my situations. To be frank, I'm excited about the fact that very many people could find me quite jovial. But the truth is in my alone moments sometimes I'm not even a decimal of who I am in their eyes. I struggle with the urge to seem perfect. in people's eyes yet hurt in my own space i go numb i cry i pray it hurts more because often it takes too much energy from me than i even give on the outside right now i'm not alone on this because research though not empirically proven has it that 60% of young adults live this kind of double life socially perfect but mentally broken maybe it's time we got help What do you think? On the other side of this podcast I am privileged to speak to Lorraine on her masking story but more importantly on turning all the wounds that have been caused through the masking into beautiful scars. Stick around. Anani dali 
angali jali sitoku bali kuzama kwenye maji angali Hi Lorraine, welcome to the Countless Voices podcast. Hi Eric, this is Lorraine. According to you, would you say there are things that no one but yourself know about you? Yeah, there are things that I would comfortably say no one knows. I go through them. So then, what's your mask? I was raised by my mother and a stepfather. I grew up, I came to know I have a different dad from my siblings. I had so many questions around it. And I tried my best to reach out, find out uh, who is this other person, who is this other father that I have, a biological dad that I have, and uh, trying to dig into what really happened. But it didn't bore much fruit. I must admit, um, sometimes I just wish this was not uh, my life, this life of having a, a, a stepfather and a biological father. I just wish I had mom and dad and family. Uh, but the things you don't have control over, you just find yourself as a as a victim. That's uh, that's something that um, I have struggles around it, accepting it, and uh, I still have questions to death, like why, just why me? And honestly, I I get affected. It's something that I live with it in my mind every day, and it really really affects me. It puts me down. And sometimes I just wish this my biological dad was in my life. And um, I keep on telling myself maybe things would have been better and not the way they are. But I don't know, again, it's just the way it is. It's not been easy, I must say. And like I said, it's, it's fate. Like fate would have it. This is me and this is the life that I am in. And there's really nothing much I can do. It's been hard because there's the lively Lorraine the Lorraine who shows up jovial and um, puts a smile on people's faces. But behind the lively Lorraine, there's um, a Lorraine who is reserved, a Lorraine who locks herself up and just faces her issues, her father issues. That is the other side of me. I have learned to live with my situation. There are days I just be gloomy. I, I want to see my dad, to talk to him, to hug him, you know, to just be this girl around her father. You know, there are things I missed growing up and I just wish I would have them. But it only gets to a wish list and doesn't go beyond there. And so I told myself, I'll, I'll forge on with life, you know, but uh, it really speaks into my future. But either way i don't have much he moved on he has his life he has his family and uh, yeah this is other family where i was raised and uh, you know it's a catch 22 Thank you so much, Lorene, for sharing with us your story of courage. We know it took a lot from you to just be able to open up your heart to us. But it's not in vain. I believe the first part of unmasking is acceptance that our situation kind of takes us back and then being able and being free to share about it. Because as they say, sharing is therapeutic. And that's the reason that the Countless Voices podcast exists to be that platform where our voices can be heard and we are able to just speak to each other and unmask 
unapologetically. So, if you want to add your voice to these very amazing voices, you can reach me out across social media on Eric Malavi and we'll be glad to feature you next time. Until next time, remember to stay safe and keep safe. Be blessed. Bye.